Hey everyone, welcome back to Strength and Sharing. I am so excited to introduce you to my guest today. My guest is Tara Smith. Tara Smith, right? Yeah, I was one of those ladies that needed to hyphenate my name back in the day. Oh. I regret the decision every time I have to talk to somebody. So somebody oh. new. I'm yeah. sorry that you're in a place of regret right now. <laughs> well, I know you as one way, your email says another, but ultimately we know you as the curator and other half to the incredible podcast. I mean, honestly, there's not anything I can say to make it better than it is. I could hype it. I could be your hype girl all day long, but normal <laughs> Ice with Autism is an incredible podcast. I am grateful to have known you before normal with autism, but I would love for you to tell everyone about where that came from and how you got started. Hit me with it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, thanks for having me on. I'm glad we could connect this way. It's not often I get to be the person who has to answer the question. So this is fun. I like this. It's a little different. I didn't have to really plan anything or, or make anything for this. Um, wow. Uh, thank you. I will add curator to my list of duties. Uh, <laughs> my, my marketing manager, she asked me when I got started with her in the process, she was like, so what do you do? And I was, she was like, what do you do in the podcast? And I was like, mostly everything. So she went through all the different job titles and mm -hmm. yeah. So that was fun. So I'll have to add that to it. I'm a mom. I have two kiddos, Quentin and Finn. And Quentin is a teenager, almost an adult, which is scary. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and Finn is eight years old. He is autistic, has epilepsy. He is disabled with cognitive impairments, with language impairments, and non-speaking. He uses a speech device. Those are my amazing kiddos. And Finn is a big part of the inspiration of why we started the podcast. Basically, it happened that I was hanging out at my house one day in 2018. And I texted my partner, Sarah, and I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And she was like, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. I like, can literally see this dialogue happening like in my head between the two of you. And I was like, okay, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And then she was like, okay, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it involves microphones. And I know Keith knows about that. So I can ask him. And then a week went by and nothing happened. And I opened up Facebook one morning and Sarah had posted, Tara and I are starting a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fine. I guess we have to do it. <laughs> so then a couple weeks later, we did our first episode. And this September, so just like in a couple of days, will be two years. And oh, that's amazing. It's a little crazy to think we've been doing it for two years when really we wanted to just start it for fun. Mm-hmm not realizing how much work actually goes into yes. doing this work. And then as we've continued to do the work, the mission has grown. I believe it's so very important to tell Finn's story, not because he doesn't have a voice of his own, because he clearly does. Mm -hmm. He reminds me every day when he tells me what he wants to watch on Disney Plus, but because his voice 
people don't stop and listen to it. The world's not ready to stop and listen to it quite yet. So I'm going ahead. I'm making the path for him and going ahead of him and clearing away so that his story can be told. And so we're doing, yeah. So we're doing that first and then, and then he'll follow and he'll tell his own story one day. And I know Sarah's going to do one of these with you. And I'm guessing she would say the same thing. And part of the reason Sarah and I got together is because we wanted to show how differently autism shows up in, in different folks. So the way autism shows up for Finn and the way it presents in Finn is so very different from what it's like for Owen to experience it. There are some similarities for the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're two very different little boys and Owen has a completely unique set of struggles that Finn doesn't have and Finn has a unique set of struggles that Owen doesn't have and so we thought that being able to share their story with the world at large could hopefully give people uh, a good idea of truly, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person, met with, one autism. person with autism. Yeah. Yeah. And keep meeting them because they're wonderful, wonderful human beings. I remember when I first heard the podcast name, when I first heard normal with autism, it's one of those things that hits you. So it hits you in both places. It's like the under the radar name where you're like, Oh yeah normal with us and then there's that extra layer right where you're like yeah normal with autism as in and it can mean so many different things right like autism is our normal or it could mean we're just normal people with this special thing to me the interpretations are endless which I feel like is exactly what your podcast does it's exactly what you just said you're trying so hard to scoop up everyone that identifies in some way shape or form and allows them to say, no, we're not exactly the same in these areas, but we're all here together. I just feel like you guys have held so tightly to what your mission seems to be. It comes through in everything that you guys share content wise and through your personal lives, just knowing you guys outside of this. I love so much that this has come to fruition. I find it hilarious that this all started back in 2018 because my little baby dream of having a podcast <laughs> started back in 2018 too. And I didn't tell anyone about it. <laughs> I have journals. I could literally show you journals from 2018 where I was writing down every day that I wanted to have a podcast and I just didn't have the guts to do it. And I've said it on here before you guys were for sure an inspiration for me getting to do something that I love so much too. I'm so grateful that your light is shining and that so many people are getting to experience it. It's an incredible thing. Thank you. So first of all, if anybody is listening and they're thinking about doing anything, get yourself a Sarah and they'll put (laughs) it on blast to everybody. And they're like, damn it. Now I have to do it. And that will get your butt moving. Um, seriously because she did that and I was just like oh are you kidding me okay we'll do this but it's fantastic that's the way it was supposed to happen but it's funny that you say about the name because you're actually the very first person in this entire experience besides one other person who is near and dear to my heart but you're one of the very first people to bring it up 
and I'm going to steal everything you just said about it yeah. because, for marketing purposes. Oh, if that's perfect. Okay. I'll send you the copy of the recording. <laughs> <laughs> because first of all, nobody has ever really stopped to talk to us about it or ask about it. But I love how you were saying it can mean so many different things to so many people. Yeah. And that was never intentional on my part, but I love that's what's happened with it. And I love that it makes people stop when they hear it because I need you to stop. I need you to hear this. I'm appreciative of you saying we do a lot of different things than we do because a lot of times our focus can want to be the other special needs parents and not just, not just kids with autism, but like special needs parents in general. A lot of our times our focus wants to be the autistic community. We just recently had very blessed to have some of our first autistic folks joining us, which is exciting. And then the other piece of it is, is I need people who aren't in the special needs community to hear these stories because yes. those are the, those are typically the people in power. Yeah. And I, I, we, we are on the margins so much that we need the people in power to hear our stories and our children's stories Absolutely. so that when they're in those decision-making places that they can keep us in their mind when they're making decisions. Um, When I reflect on the way that I felt when I first heard the name of the show, there's this weird space as a special needs mom, maybe as an autism mom for, I'm I'm both. So I don't really have, you know, I have a, a special in a medical. So sometimes I have to contain myself to one area. It's a different kind of flinch that happened when I heard normal. Sometimes when we see those words, they're immediately like a fire starter, you know. Okay. Sometimes I don't like them attached to my child at all in a weird okay. way. Sometimes I'm like, no, we don't want to be normal. I don't like, <laughs> I see you're normal. I see right. you're normal. And that looks right. terrible. <laughs> and there's the other times, because this is such a back and forth space all the time. Then there's the other part where it's, I just want to be normal, or I just want my child to be normal. So it's interesting that when you throw such a profoundly diverse word, that also backhandedly means no diversity Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) When you throw that into our mama heart, into our community, and we have Mm -hmm. to look at this. And so I just want you to know that I think even something as maybe for you insignificant as choosing a name for your podcast. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that's how big your mission is. Just there's three words (laughs) that show us what type of journey we can be taken on and and how we can collectively find our space in this area. And I'm just, so I'm empowered. I started my own podcast because of you guys. Um, I parent differently because of what you guys have taught me. And I just, I really hope that how, your work is, it, it's encompassing everything that you said. I, I really feel that. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where you guys take this next. So tell me, I, I am going to point everyone to your guys' podcast. So they're going to hear about Finn and they're going to hear about the, the other half, Sarah mm-hmm. and Owen. Tell me a little bit about you though. I'd really like to hear about your mama journey and how you came to starting. I mean, we talked about the actual starting of the podcast, but there was probably the dream that happened before that, the idea that this was the platform that you were going to use. So mm-hmm. tell me about you before that, where you mm-hmm. were and what got you into this space. Sure. Um, deep breath all the way back to 
2011, um, when I got pregnant with Finn, I was in a very typical kind of space. I was in my early 30s. I was a full-time mental health therapist. I was working with kids in a residential treatment program. Um, got pregnant with Finn. It was an interesting pregnancy. And it's so weird thinking about it now. I remember when he came into the world, because he came into the world about five weeks early, which meant I spent the time that he was still supposed to be cooking mm -hmm. at home with him, like taking care of a preemie. And that was a whole crazy thing. Um, and I remember holding him for the first time and I can clearly remember thinking like, this one's going to be different. I'd already had Quentin and he was eight years old at the time Finn was born. And I, I was just, I remember holding Finn and thinking this one's going to be different. There was such a yearning to stay home with him. And I'd never had that before. I, I, the, you know, the minute I had Quentin, I wanted to go back to work. I missed work. Um, love being a mom, but you know, work was like, that's where it was at for me. But with Finn, it was completely different feeling. Then um, kind of through his first year, we'd notice these little things and we'd talk to our doctor about it and he'd be like, Oh, it's fine. And which I think is a pretty normal experience for everybody typically with mm -hmm. the special needs kiddos. Um, Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be, be fine. Fun. It'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, unfortunately or fortunately for us, he started having seizures and we, we think he started having seizures in October of 2012, but they weren't identified until March of 2013. So like a six month gap there. And we ended up in the hospital and that experience profoundly changed who I am. There was a different person before and after. Like I can look at that and say, this is where it's split. And I'm, I am a completely fundamentally shifted different person because That's of this experience. Sliding door moments that mm -hmm. you walk through and mm -hmm. the whole butterfly effect thing, right? Like there's mm -hmm. just no way we're going back. Yeah. I can totally identify with that feeling. Yeah. And there was something, call it God, the universe, the Holy Spirit, whatever, that was guiding us through the process of experiencing, like watching your kid fight for breath, fight for life. Um, I mean, anybody who has that experience, they just, like, that's what changes you. And Keith and I started making plans. And at first I tried to work part-time. He kept having seizures. We kept having to go back into the hospital. Cut to a month later, Keith and I were having a discussion like, can I quit my job? Because people always ask me, like, they say, did you know Finn had autism to begin with? And I said, no. I said, it comes in little bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like an all at once kind of thing because he was so young. He was only a year and a half old. And the great and terrible thing about our mental health system is that the professionals will not give someone that young a very devastating diagnosis. Mm -hmm. They hold off, right? They hold off. So they give you little bits and pieces. First, it was he, he wasn't talking. Okay, well, we know that's an issue because my Quentin started talking like when he came out. So we know <laughs> something was going on. 
And then he wasn't walking. So we know that's an issue. And it's those little bits and pieces you're picking up over a year and a half, or we experienced it over about a year of something else is going on here besides the seizures. Something else is happening. So almost a year to the day after he was diagnosed with severe epilepsy, we got our autism diagnosis. And within that year, I had quit work. I I had two jobs and I'd stopped working. I'd stopped teaching and I'd stopped working directly with clients. Then we got the autism diagnosis. And that, again, was another profound shift. Because it was at that moment, you start getting a little bit of the picture of Finn is going to need someone for the rest of his life. And no, nobody wants to say that out loud because he was only two and a half. You don't know what's coming. I can say now, knowing that he's going to be nine, yeah, he's going to need somebody the rest of his life. And that's okay. We can say that now. So the, when you asked me about like my mama self, it, it took several wide right turns yeah. that I wasn't expecting at all. Nobody could have prepared you for this. And it completely shifted who I am as a person, as a mother, as a person who functions, like how I function in the world, how I view the world, just completely shifted everything. There's something that Amanda and I have always said, and I, well, I've always, I've always said it, and I think once Amanda heard me saying it, she started saying it too. But one of the things that I say, and it hits people differently, so I am going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you how you feel about it. I feel like it's a really good place in this conversation for you to to answer this question. Mm-hmm. One of the things I always say is that being a special needs or a medical needs parent is like getting an invitation to a club that nobody wants an invite to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or a spot in the club. Nobody wants an invite to Mm -hmm. think that when we talk about these moments, these wide right turns, Mm -hmm. these places where we could have never been prepared for what was coming. That was the part where we were becoming members of the club. (laughs) (laughs) And in the beginning, I think it really is like, this is a club that I, I didn't sign up for. I don't want to be here. I don't, but then on the other side, we're like, this is my people. <laughs> yes. But yes. how do you feel like you, so when I say that it's a club, nobody wants an invite to, what does that make you think? What does that make you feel? How do you have something that's like before and after, or are uh-huh. you still like, yeah, it's not really a club I want to be in, but I'm here and I'm making the best of it. What does that look like for you? How do you respond to that? Well, there were kind of two things there that I heard in your question, and I will do my best to address both. The first is like not wanting to be a part of it. And then the second is on the other side, what, what an amazing transformation it is in your life. When I hear that, like nobody wants to be part of it. I told Keith a long time ago, because Finn went to, we were very lucky to get him early interventions. So everybody, I mean, hopefully everybody knows, or if you don't, you're hearing it now. The earlier you get a delayed kid into interventions, the better. Whatever their diagnosis is, if they're delayed, early intervention is best. So we were very lucky. And I have a strong memory of Finn. He went to a county 
developmentally delayed preschool for developmentally delayed kids. And I have a very strong memory that this group of ladies from, if we even still have it, they, what they did was they, they sewed, sewn, sewed together <laughs> little fun little stuffed animals for all the kids in the classrooms and they would donate them. And we got it. And I remember, look, the teachers were like, oh, here's this little, you know, stuffy. Here's this little stuffed animal. And I looked at it and I flipped it over and it had a little tag that said like lovingly donated by OSU ladies, whatever. And I flipped it back over and I looked at it and I go, wow, we're, we're those people now. We're the people that get donations. We're the people that other people feel bad for you and that hit me in a crazy way and then I went home to Keith and as we start the interesting thing is as we started sharing Finn and Owen's story more people would email or text us and be like hey I think my kid might have xyz Mm -hmm. not just autism I'm scared I don't want this what do I do And I looked at Keith and I said, you know, part of what's really hard is that we have the kid that people pray not to have. And it's not, it's not saying it in terms of like against Finn because he's an amazing child and anybody would be blessed to have him as a son. Anybody is blessed to know him. He makes everyone's life around him better. But people... what do we always say? Oh, I want to have the healthy kid. Like, I just want them to be healthy. Well, what we don't say and what's underneath that is we don't, we wouldn't even know what to do with ourselves if they came out disabled somehow, or if they developed a disabling impairment somewhere along the way. And it's such a, um, it's such a hard thing, I think, to take in that, that, that we are so scared of kids being disabled, right? We're, that people pray against it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's not, don't get me wrong. It's kind of a fine line you walk when you say stuff like this. It's not something to where, um, you know, I'm saying like, what's wrong with you for saying that? It, it's just a really weird place to be stuck in because I'm on the other side of it also And I see, because of Finn, I have Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. I am a more patient person because of Finn. I am a kinder person because of Finn. I am a more just person because of Finn. I have a more open worldview because of Finn. I want to build my table longer, you know, because of Finn. So because of Finn, I'm, I am, and then everybody around me, the world is a better place. So there's this really crazy fine line you walk between recognizing this is a very hard path that we travel. And at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's, well, it's great and terrible, right? It's a great, like, right. There, there are people like you could only wish you have my life with this young, young kid who is amazing. Like you only wish you could be here. And then there's the terrible yeah. side of it too. That's the, that's the societal side that isn't ready for him or Absolutely. other kids like him. Yeah. I hope that answered the question. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it did. And that was, you know, I get this feeling in my gut before I ask someone to uh, go to a place that one, we haven't talked about and two is a bit of a stretch and got that feeling in my stomach and then in my throat. And I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And as always, there's something, there's a reason for that. And I love so much how raw all of that is. And I asked you that because I knew that you were a person that has some insight on both sides. And it's interesting to be, you know, I'm noticing as a parent that I'm, I am, uh, I don't have a typical child. And I just realized that a couple of months ago. I don't have, I don't, I have a neurotypical child, but I don't have, you know, which I hate all those labels anyway. It's nonsense, but I'm starting to get to that place where I'm like, gosh, I, I don't have that to reference. I don't know what those things are. So I'm finding on my journey that I'm reaching out to other people. We have this conversation about being a member of the club and what it means for other people. It helps me to have some more insight. And I hope that it'll let our listeners, I hope it'll give people permission to feel all the things. Okay. When you think of where you guys are going in the future, I'm sure that you have a vision for yourself and where you'd like to be with your advocacy. What would you like for Finn? I know for our kids, they're going to figure their own stuff out, right? Like we're going to make a plan for them and then they're going to go and do it, you know, what works best for them. But (laughs) in your mama heart, what is your thing where you're like, it would be really cool if we could, you know, do whatever. Is there something for Finn that you have a vision for Finn? Where do you want to see Mr. Man go? What do you want him to do? Oh, that is a really great question. And like 20 answers came into my brain in the split second after you asked that. Where do I want him to go? What do I want him to do? I think the overall broad answer, I just want him to keep being himself because he is so much fun and brings so much joy and he's mischievous and silly and intelligent and a lover. I mean, he is a big time lover. If he knows you and feels comfortable with you, that's the greatest thing in the world. So I, overall, I want him to keep being Finn. Like he, he's, I think what people hope for, like he's authentically himself. There's nothing getting in the way of him being who he ultimately is. I want that for him. I, I want the environment for him of people who support that. And right now he's an environment who support that. Like if you're asking me in terms of a traditional, if my kid could go do this, that's, I thought about that too. I think it'd be great if he could work for Disney somehow because he's, Oh my goodness. (laughs) He is, he is the Disney kid. He's like the quintessential Disney kid. (laughs) And he came by it very honestly. And it was only a couple of years ago that happened. And I guess overall, I just want him to keep being himself, maybe work for Disney. And I guess continue to, you know, maybe one day he will be able to tell his story in his own words. That I mean, that would be kind of amazing to have him do that. So yeah, that all those things, I want all those things for him. Well, and it's limitless, right? I mean, we Mm -hmm. want from everything to daily tasks to big, Mm -hmm. giant 
start catching dreams. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things too, where I think you and I have very similar philosophy on we're just here to be the conduit, right? We're Mm -hmm. just here to be that space to give you those opportunities. I don't know that I have a huge vision for either of my children other than what you said, right? Let's make sure that you stay in a place where you can be authentically yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, they're willing to exchange that for mm-hmm. something that they think is going to be better. And mm-hmm. I'm eternally grateful that we have kids that are always going to march to their own feet. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. They make our lives and everyone else's lives around them uh-huh. so much better. So, yeah. So where are you finding yourself these days? I know that you are working on the podcast full time, mm-hmm. your home, mm-hmm. and I am assuming you have a couple of other things that you're working on <laughs> moving forward. Is there anything you would like to share? Are we going to have some tea? Or <laughs> There's nothing like a global pandemic to completely end, uh, you know, upend the life. This year started out way different than what it is now. Sarah and I were forethinking enough, foresight enough to head out to LA in January. I kind of feel like I paid her back for the whole, we're going to start a podcast thing. I just (laughs) called her and I'm like, so we're going to go to LA. And she's like, oh, um, all right. You guys have to listen to the episode about her anxiety (laughs) going to LA because yeah the way that she put it's perspective like (laughs) it sets the table for this entire conversation yeah she yeah so I was like we're going to LA so we traveled out to LA in January and it was a pretty big deal um, because you know I got Mm -hmm. to spend two days in the same room with a guy named Rob Bell you breathe you were breathing his air (laughs) I can't I can't like he is he's my man he's my man Love it. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, once this whole craziness is over, or if you, I mean, do you go do that? You, if you can go do that, I know he's offering stuff online that you can do individually with him. Do that. Go see him in person again. Work with him for those two days. It was a profound, yeah, breathe his air. (laughs) It was a pretty profound experience. And what was even more fun and interesting about it was I had no expectations. I literally didn't know what to expect. And I came away with so many new relationships within that. And one of the relationships is with a lovely lady. Her name is Stacy. And she offered to put our website together for us. Awesome. Hand to God, the website will happen. It's hopefully coming out very soon uh, as we're recording this. And we're excited about it because I am told by, again, my wonderful marketing manager that once we get that website up and going, like hopefully the floodgates will open and I will be able to do this as a paid full-time job because that's what I want to do. And I still see clients part-time just a couple nights a week over telehealth. So that's been good. That's been flexible. The fact that we got to do that in Ohio is a big deal because it wasn't that way before. And yeah, just working on the podcast, um, trying to make it into a bigger, better thing 
always trying to make it better and the website coming up and maybe, I don't know, a crazy idea of the live show. Awesome. Yes. Once once we can go back to being in person again. Yeah. Oh my God. I never thought I'd be like, I'm like, I had a visceral reaction when I said that, like being in the same (laughs) room with a group of other people. What? What? That could happen. (laughs) So if that, yeah, that could happen again, that would be amazing. Um, Working with Sarah, continuing to be mom. I'll have an adult this next year. So that's going to be crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so all of that and more hopefully happening in 2021. I'm so excited for you. I have no doubt in my mind that you guys will just continue to be trailblazers. And I am really looking forward to becoming a little more inspired. Just watching your guys' journey and and knowing who you guys are, it's a really cool thing to experience from different perspectives. I talked Mm -hmm. to you earlier about being inspired as a mom. And you are also affording me the opportunity to be inspired as a businesswoman. (laughs) Great. That's great. That's really awesome. Before we wrap up today, I want to make sure that everyone knows they can connect with you guys. So right now, before the website's up, I know Instagram and Facebook are your guys' jam right now. Uh-huh. Are yep. you, what's, is the handle on Instagram normal with autism? Yeah, everything is, yeah, at normal with autism. That's on Insta. And then on Facebook, normal with autism, just search us that way and, and sure. we should come up. And if you're looking, I was going to say, if you're looking for the podcast, if you search normal with autism podcast, we are on, I think all the major platforms right now. So Mm -hmm. iTunes, Google, you can make sure there. Yeah. And we'll make sure that we put a link in the show notes for Mm -hmm. everyone. Are you guys accepting applications for people to be interviewed on your show? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And by the way, a little inspiration from you. I, you're this whole process. You're it's very polished to set us up. So I appreciate your very polishedness and it's given me something to strive for. Normally, like I'm just shooting off random emails to people like, do you want to help? Do you want to be a guest? <laughs> Please. So I'm, tra- yeah. I'm trying to clean it up on my side too, because I am the uh, text message and then I don't respond for mm-hmm. five days person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on it, but I'm really excited for people to get to hear more about each of you and your families and your journey. We will make sure that we can connect from our platform to yours. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on and talking today. I am grateful for the inspiration for your time. I know you're busy. And I'm really looking forward to having more conversations with you as we get to new depths in our journey together. Because I really do believe that walking this together, as cheesy as it is, there's strength in sharing. <laughs> if you're ahead of me in the curve in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to keep following so that I can get to the next right place. So That's great. Thank you for doing this. And hopefully you're going ahead and inspiring others people to share their story because there can only be good that come from that and more people that aren't in our special club get to see 
what's going on and what it's like. So that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to connecting with you. Guys, if you want to get connected with the Sis Squad community, head on over to www.strengthandsharingpodcast for all of the details. Also, next time that you're scrolling your social media feeds, find us on Facebook and Instagram. That's where all the good stuff is. Oh, 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 o